This is the NSOJ Tanoi Podcast, the official podcast of the National School of Journalism, Bangalore. Hello everyone. Welcome to the NSOJ Tanoi Podcast. In this episode, Timothy Franklin speaks with Mikhail Sen, who plays a major role in Mira Nair's latest production on the BBC, A Suitable Boy. We talked to Mikhail about how theatre moved from being a hobby while at St. Stephen's to a career that has taken him around the world. He talks about his struggles in Mumbai as a young actor and how a cricket match in England triggered a sequence of events leading up to being spotted by Mira Nair. Pull out an umbrella and hear Mikhail take us through the impressive journey from Bangalore to the world stage. Good evening, Mikhail. It's great to, to speak to you. You are isolating in um, the town of Tring in England <laughs> and um, delighted to have this, uh, this chat with you. Uh, no, likewise. Thank you so much for, for having me, T- uh, Timothy. And uh, it's a privilege to, to be here. Uh, and yeah, I know there are worse places to be, I think, than Tring. Uh, so I'm very lucky. Yeah. Okay. Um, you are a theater person but there are voices which say that theater as we know it has come to a grinding halt has it uh well i i I think it has come to a grinding halt but i think the pause is useful because it's um and i'm looking at it positively but i think it's a time of reflection in terms of what theatre really represents at the moment. And who is the theatre that we make? Who is it for? Who are the audiences that we attract? And I'm not just talking about, you know, audiences in, in the UK because I've been here for the last couple of years. But I think in India as well, uh, what is the work we want to create? What stories do we want to tell? Uh, and I think all of that, all of those conversations are happening. and. Uh, I see a vibrant future for the theatre coming out of this. Of course, it won't happen for a while uh, until, I mean, maybe not even for another year because of just the how, how bad the situation is virus-wise. Um, but I think what people are, are doing is, is, is creating work uh, on Zoom and that's a whole new medium or on you know like how we're having a conversation it's all opened up a whole you know way of of creating work uh, which we hadn't thought of before yeah so tell uh, us about that Mikhail uh, uh, Zoom theatre on Zoom um, how does it actually work I've heard uh, bits and pieces of it uh, what is what has been your experience of it well if I'm honest I think it's n- it's nothing compared to the real thing. But having said that, it's a great place to do research and development, great place to do uh, line rehearsals, great place to rehearse, in a sense. Um, as a show, it unfortunately lacks a little bit of the liveness that theatre brings. Because you don't have the connection uh, to the audience? Because you don't have the connection to the audience, exactly. Uh, and I know there are some Zoom shows where you can have the audience up on your screen and stuff like that. Uh, but I think we're working around it. And I feel like some, you know, I saw actually a show from from India, uh, Every Brilliant Thing, which uh, QTP did with Vivek Madan from Bangalore. And he was, um, he was talking to the camera. So it was almost like he was inviting me into his living room and telling me a story 
about what he was going through, which was very powerful actually, and 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 worked really well. So it lends itself to some shows, but obviously it doesn't lend itself to a lot. And uh, but I think we're finding ways, and you know we're rethinking how we do theater. I mean, what is what Peter Brook said? All you need is one actor and um, one audience member passing by, and that's that's all it takes for a piece of theater to happen. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but but that's basically it. So uh, you know how many you don't necessarily need to perform for uh, you know ten thousand people or a thousand people in an auditorium. Maybe we should do smaller scale things. Maybe we should do rooftop theater. All those things are starting to to emerge. You are a Bangalore boy. You went to uh, Frank Anthony Public School and then to Aditi. And then you lost your way and went to Delhi, to uh, St. Stephen's uh, <laughs> Delhi. Why don't you tell us that journey? Um, I, I believe that your first role in theatre was, um, you know, playing a, a, a phenomenal cockroach in the insect play <laughs> as a five or six-year-old. So tell us, you know, how did that person then decide to do um, history honours at St. Stephen's Delhi? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I think in many ways, uh, theater chose me because uh, I was born into a family uh, who, you know, my both my parents do theater in Bangalore and uh, they couldn't leave me anywhere else. So they had to take me to rehearsal. So I think it became a part of uh, who I am when I was a baby. And uh, and off the back of that, I was exposed to all these, you know, eccentric artists who would uh, put on voices and, and, you know, on and off stage also, you know, tell these loud jokes and you know, theater, yeah, theater people in Bangalore, are lot, lots of lots of fantastic characters. Uh, but I think uh, I really, yeah, so I, you know, my parents are the reason why I'm, I'm an actor in many, many ways uh, because of just how supportive they've been. But, but going back to, uh, you know, Bangalore, it was just a wonderful place to be because there were so many little groups like uh, Artists Repertory Theatre, so Jagdish and Arundhati Raja. I owe them so much because I started doing theatre, the insect play where I played the cockroach for two seconds in the play, but two brilliant seconds. Uh, uh, you know, they, they gave me that opportunity and uh, I was must have been five and six. And I think when I saw an audience, you know, just clap for me, I, that gave me a lot of confidence in a way, I think. Uh, and something that I didn't necessarily feel in everyday life, uh, you know, because not everyone applauds you for something that you, you know, every little thing that you do. And that, I think, as a five or six year old, gave me more confidence to own, uh, maybe a little bit more confidence to own who I was. I didn't necessarily know who I was, but uh, but then I grew up believing that theatre was a hobby. Uh, you know, it was never a career path. So, you know, as many plays as I did when I was young, uh, I had to, you know, study hard and I, I was very, I wanted to be a cricketer for a long time actually, so I played cricket for Frank Attney Public School and uh, unfortunately they didn't offer uh, humanities so I, I had to, you know, because my interest lay elsewhere so I, I, I wound up going to other things. Thank God, I, I think everyone expected me to not do very well by class 12 but, uh, but I managed to get decent enough grades so I, I got in to St. Stephen's and I, I went and did history there uh, okay. and more than actually doing any history I, I learnt I just did lots of theatre um, yeah so you were the uh, secretary of the Shakespeare Society at uh, <laughs> at uh, St. Stephen's how did that that sort of happen that's a very good question I didn't have to uh, fight for it but in many ways I dreamt of 
you know, taking it on. And I think, in again, in my first year, I did a play that was very well received in college. And that in itself, you know, allowed me to... So you directed to, that play or did you act in that? I, I, did, I directed that play. Was so that I did Macbeth actually more direct... Or? Was it Macbeth? No, so Macbeth was my final year. So they okay. actually uh, allowed me to direct the annual production. It was very kind of them. Uh, so that usually the Shakespeare Society does uh, a midterm production and an annual production in at least one Shakespeare play. Yeah. So in my third year, I directed Macbeth, which was an amazing experience. And was, yeah. was uh, theatre still a hobby for you at that point? It, it was. <laughs> it was. So... Uh, uh, Unfortunately, it dawned on me very late that it could be a, a profession. I, uh, I wound up finishing Stevens and not knowing what to do. So I took a year off and uh, I managed to get a, this scholarship which paid for my travel to the UK and I did a theatre workshop. So I, I knew what I was interested in. I knew what I could see myself doing. Uh, one was acting, theatre, directing, you know, that kind of world. Um, the other was actually being a journalist. So... Uh, my first, you know, not job, an internship, which could have maybe translated into a job, but was at NDTV, uh, where I was at the sports desk for a short while, and then I was at the news desk for a short while. Uh, and uh, because I could, I really wanted to see myself on camera, on, you know, moderating debates, for example. Uh, there was something in me, because I grew up watching the news, I was very, you know, quite, you know, interested in politics, not necessarily political, but, but yes, political. Um, and, and, uh, and, and that seemed like the perfect job. But when I joined NDTV, I was a bit disillusioned with, with, uh, with the industry and, you know, uh, not in any bad way, but I just thought at 21, I shouldn't be sitting in front of a, a laptop dreaming about acting I, I should just go out and act you know uh, so that's when you and, you yeah. then uh, I guess officially said okay I'm, I'm gonna start uh, making a career out of it and and you um, you joined the drama school at, uh, with uh, which is run by um, Jahan Manik Jahan Manik yeah. show that's right I did yeah I went to uh, because you know doing a, a master's in the UK is a lot of money and also you know everyone I talked to said you know don't do it just whatever you do do it on the side do it in the evening just make sure you have a mainstay job you must have security in your life and all of you know all the important things which I respect and I, I did listen to people for, for a long time but uh but then when I went to the drama school in Mumbai, I, I, it was a tough year in Bombay, actually, because um, it was a great course and uh, it taught me a lot. It wasn't very easy. Um, but, uh, but I realized that, the, that my heart wanted more. So I, I'd already been uh, sort of offered a place uh, at a, a drama center in London and I sort of um, deferred it for a year because I wasn't sure I wanted to make that investment. Um, but by the end of that year in Bombay, I decided that I needed more. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I took up the offer. Yeah. Basically. So then you you went on to do your MA in in um, in England. So, I tried so you to finished stay that on. one year. Mm. That was, I guess, what two thousand and fifteen. Um, but you didn't straight away break into uh, theatre in in England, right? Well. <sighs> If I'm really on, honest, Timothy, between 2015 and 2016, those were really tough. That that 2016 year was particularly a tough year because I was coming back to India with no real connections to, and I decided to move to Mumbai because really theatre doesn't pay. 
so in India, not like it does here, but there's a little bit more in terms of there's equity, there are unions, you have to earn a certain amount of money, etc., etc. Um, but but yeah, so I found that Bombay stint very hard. Bombay is a tough place to be, um, and and I I was very lucky to have you know both friends and family who would let me stay for as long as I wanted. So I just jump around and couch surf, if you will, and not have to pay rent. But I would go to auditions in like you know Andheri and stuff like that. And I mean, my Hindi is not particularly brilliant. It's all right. It you know I lived in Delhi for four years, but it it it, it, it I found that uh, you know you'd have three hundred people or what felt like three hundred people, probably fifty or sixty people coming to the same audition unannounced, and then going from studio to studio. So I did that for a short while, and I was literally told to my face, oh you know too dark too you know in terms of my skin color or too too white or too brown or you know whatever it was uh, uh you know and and that for me just felt like you know at least see me you know at least let me have the opportunity to actually audition don't tell me at the door whether you know i'm where i whether i'm fit or not fit which is the other term that was used but 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 yeah so i found that just very disillusioning um but the ama- it's just amazing how some things lead to other things. So, you know, Alec Padamsi working with him was just amazing because I learned so much from the man. And of course, he also is a tough l- legend in himself. But when we did Legend of Lovers, he, um, he, he sort of gave me even more confidence to just keep the belief alive, I think. And uh, uh, someone saw me in Alec's show in, in Legend of Lovers and said, uh, we'd like you to do... Taj Express. So literally, I didn't have to audition or anything. I just had to go and meet the director, and I was given the part. And it was a three-month, you know, tour of America, uh, sixty-four cities, uh, fifty. Sorry, sixty-four shows, fifty-three cities, eighty-five days. That was wow. How many? Yeah, yeah. it was really yeah, and whirlwind. And then it's yeah. no longer a hobby, right? It's no longer. Then it's work. It's hard work. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And I think that's you're when you really get the grind of. It's not just an occasional. Okay, I'm. You know, doing a play, I'm getting the applause, but it's actually that day in and day out, the the getting into the grind. Uh, how was that experience for you? It was a, a real gift. It was a dream come true. It was, you know, I got to travel and perform and discover America, see parts of the world that I hadn't seen before. Um, working with Shruti uh, was also also fantastic. Uh, Shruti Marchant, the director, uh, and. And yeah, I mean, Taj Express was a, a, a show that I would never imagined myself to be a part of. Uh, it was a big, you know, uh, flamboyant uh, Bollywood musical, rambunctious, and, you know, lots of singing, lots of dancing, lots of... It played up to all the stereotypes, but at the same time, it was quite clever because it made fun of them as well at the same time, which was quite, quite interesting. Um, and uh, off the back of the success of the US tour, we got offered to perform, to do a three-week tour of uh, the UK, actually. It was an amazing experience. I was very lucky to have that. And uh, often, you know, and I got to see a lot of the world. We went to Hong Kong and then Istanbul. And, you know, that whole period was, was really uh, fantastic. Um, 2017 yeah and then uh but uh, auditions kept coming my way from the uk but the problem was always oh you don't have a visa, visa. to work yeah. yeah now yeah so my agent and i were constantly in touch trying to figure out how i could get permission to at least work in the uk um and 
we put in an application for a visa by the end of of Taj Express, I think, uh, or towards the end. And it it was, you know, it was yeah, accepted. I mean, so I wound up a, getting a, a celebrity actor. <laughs> so that that takes us now to 2018, when I managed to get the visa. I come to London and I sort of, you know, arrive and rock up, thinking, oh, lots of auditions are going to come my way. Uh, and of course, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing for you know months and of course you know bombay rent is 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 pricey but london, london rent is, is double yeah is double that so uh i'm staying on a friend's f- uh in a friend's room um literally literally sleeping on his floor for for almost a month um and then i get my first audition uh and it's to understudy uh the lead in a play called red and uh of course i didn't get it uh so what do i do i decide to i can't live with this person any longer because it's you know quite cramped so i i get a place of my own i've rented a small room in a in a flat share so i'm sharing with two other people um and then i i get a small gig uh where i play uh a fantastic role fantastic character a chap called uh, indralal roy who was uh one of the, i think he was the first indian fighter pilot in the raf in the royal air force uh fought in the first world war towards the end uh terrific guy uh he he was so determined to fly a plane that um he decided to chuck up his oxford offer he was offered a place at oxford refused it uh decided to do the test and the british were so racist that they said no no you 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 don't have good enough eyesight and he wasn't willing to take no for an answer uh he sold his motorcycle which he really loved he really loved the 17 year old kid he just wanted to fight and yeah. in a fighter plane sold his motorbike and um got enough money to get a second opinion from Britain's best eye doctor or whatever who gave him like you know said he had 2020 vision so he gave that to the RAF and they had to let him in and then he went up and shot down some 12 uh, you know enemy aircraft in in like 3 days of combat and he was the most successful fighter pilot and then he got shot down but he didn't die he managed to survive wound up in a hospital in France and with all his determination he said no i'm going to go back up and in and fight again so he wound up flying again then he got shot down but uh and he died unfortunately but such an amazing character to play it was a small part we were performed it at the royal air force for their whatever 100th century i can tell that you were you were in character already i mean i mean you can just tell by the passion that's <laughs> yeah yeah but it was just that's what that's what acting does and i think one really misses it because in this time it's been very difficult that you don't get to do what you love and touch wood you know i mean i know those first actually the first 5 months in london were, were hard um but i wound up having to get a job behind the bar because that's what all my friends would do so with a history degree from st stephen's college i was uh, a bartender at the national theater for for 3 months that's not uh, a bad place to be a bartender at so No, absolutely theater, not. Yeah. No, no. It was great because oh, I was bartending with all all my, you know, creative types, um, yeah. you know, actors, writers, directors. Great networking as well. So, um yeah. So it was it was good. Um but again, somehow I uh, the next phase really happened very quickly, uh, Timothy. It was I was playing the first I play for a cricket club here. 
called the Gaieties, and uh, Harold Pinter used to be the chairman. So he, it's it's got it's lots of actors and directors, and it's 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 amazing. I was playing cricket at a cricket match, and I took a catch off this director's bowling. Uh, thank God I took that catch because then he offered me a little job <laughs> at the royal court. <laughs> if I dropped it, things might be very different. Uh, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation, but um, so we we I took the catch, and he literally, you know, later that day he said, "Listen, I need. I'm looking for a real uh, Indian actor." You know, I don't know what he meant by real Indian, but yeah. I I, uh, I said, "Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely that." Um, and I wound up doing this rehearsed reading um, called for for this play called Blood. Um, at at the royal court and while we were rehearsing i met a casting director from the royal shakespeare company who'd come to meet the director and she went oh you're you're back in 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 england uh because they almost gave me a, a role when i just out of drama school basically okay. and then they found out i was indian and couldn't work here yeah. uh so i said yeah yeah you know i just managed to get this visa that allows me to work here and she said oh fantastic news and literally one month later I was I got an audition for uh a play there uh but yeah. but also the amazing thing was that in that day when I was doing the reading at the royal court who was in the audience Meera Nair so wow. it was just yeah. a lot of things happened around that uh and we and carried so on Meera Nair was video. in the audience and she's like who's this uh, amazing actor and I need to cast him in different <laughs> sets a suitable boy um incredible incredible and i know that it's a difficult time because i think production would have been a, a you know really difficult to be doing it i think inter intercontinental with all the um, lockdown restrictions flight restrictions and you still managed to get your production um, out on time as per schedule yeah i mean kudos to to mira and lydia and lookout point and everyone involved because it's it i just, i'm still amazed at how they managed to do it because it it basically was a situation where luckily we'd finished shooting so all of that happened and we finished shooting in at the end of december last year but all the post production was supposed to happen in london so i came back in february uh and i met them all you know we all went out for dinner and it was great and um they were all in the studio in in soho And then the next thing I knew Mira was stuck in America in New York cuz she'd gone back for you know some meeting or some event or something like that. Uh Lydia also luckily the producer made up made it back to America. The editor Nick Fenton is Australian. So he went back to Australia to see his family. And uh so that's three continents. Uh so Australia, North America, Europe. and there's one more and all the in, uh, actors were in asia were in india so when you had to do adr uh which is additional dialogue recording you had to get the actors to record from their houses or in studios in india or, so it was all it was all happening and and we got on a zoom call i didn't know all of this until we recently spoke but it's a mammoth task to be able to make you know you know a film or a tv show like that but they've they've pulled off pulled it off and and how it's it's beautiful so so yeah fantastic so um it's going to be out on netflix soon and we're going to watch uh, michael sen um in hiranair's uh, um a suitable boy adaptation of vikram sen's uh, novel michael wonderful talking with you good luck in everything 
Thank you so much, Timothy. Likewise, it was a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you.